Welcome to Lounge, Lift, Learn. Real talk with Black therapists, where we're having conversations that uplift, inspire, and empower. I'm Lysandra. And I'm Shelby. Welcome to the lounge. Listeners, um, so today, I wanted us to talk about this uber popular topic, infidelity. Infidelity. Oh, everybody's cheating. Everybody's cheating today. We're watching our shows. Uh, y'all might be familiar with Love and Marriage Huntsville. We watch that all the time, Lysandra, and I know they're kind of going on a break till September. My heart is broken, but at the end of the day, I wonder how many of you have been cheated on? How many of you have been the cheaters? And we need to talk about the impact of what that is. How do you go about healing from this? And just the fact that this feels so normal in society today is a big deal, right? Absolutely. I mean, everybody, I won't say everybody and their mama getting cheated on, but that's like- Except you. Except you, right? I think you shared that maybe earlier on today that you haven't been cheated on. Shelby, your petty meter is really high. I I think I'm real. And if it feels petty, um, I don't know what to tell you. So Because why is there shade? Because I have not been cheated on in the past. I don't think it was shade. I think it was calling out like everybody seems to be getting cheated on except you. So I think this is telling the listeners where you stand on it versus me. I've been cheated on. I've also been the cheater in the past. So I feel like I'm putting out our credentials here. But we're also therapists, as everybody knows. So there's no pettiness involved. I just want to I applaud you for not getting cheated on. I don't have anything to do with that as much as I think that's on the guys. Now, now there could be an ex of mine listening going, ha, ah, got past sir. I was just, just going to say that. I just don't know. So a lot of this stuff is obviously done in secret, right? right. And you might have been cheated on, but we just going to act like we're going to have expertise in this area because we're therapists. We'll, we'll roll off of that, okay? Well, okay. And one of the reasons, let's roll with it because we're therapists. One of the reasons we wanted to bring it is because, because it's so commonplace in current society, I think that people think it's normal. Like, it's just this normal, acceptable thing that happens. The problem with that, though, is that if we think it's normal and it's acceptable, then we probably expect that it'll happen. So I see men and women both get into marriages or Mm -hmm. relationships, and it's like, oh, this happened, but everybody does it. And then we got to come back to the self-worth talk. Right. If everybody does it, what does that say about you and what your standards are moving forward past the infidelity if you choose to move forward, right? Right. And what hope is there if everybody's out here cheating? If the thought is everybody's out here cheating, then what's the hope? A, where's hope? And B, why are we getting in monogamous relationships or or staying in relationships with people that keep cheating. Like, what's the point? If everybody cheat, just do you. Just go out, screw who you want to screw, do what you want to do, and call it a day. This is a very loaded topic. I just wanted to go in five different directions with what you said, right? Like, there's open relationships, <laughs> but we'll talk about that. There's mom and dad used to do it, so this is what I think is normal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to say, but why does cheating happen? Can I control this? Like, is it about how I show up physically? Maybe I'm not attractive anymore to this person. What what is what is that about? What do you have to offer with that? I mean, Shelby, I think I'm gonna age just piggyback. This is a loaded topic. I think it's any and all of the things. I think you 
get what you expect. That's first of all. If you expect to be cheated on, you probably will be. I, mm, she said really? that. <laughs> drop the mic. I was like, oh, is that? So, so how does that work? If I'm expected to be cheated on, does that mean my self-confidence shows up differently? And so that person may take advantage? Is that where you're going with it? She want me to go deep right at the I top. do because okay, well, I let need me, to let know. Me, let me qualify what I mean by that. Um, often, you, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Let's roll that way. Can you Be- break that down? Sure. Do a self-fulfilling prophecy is um, when you expect something bad to happen, so you look for that bad thing to happen, and more than likely you do things that help that thing come to pass. Mm-hmm. Like you play a role in it. And so if I don't expect that anybody is faithful, then maybe my standards are lower. Mm-hmm. And I pick a person who naturally is going to cheat on me. Like, I think he shows me he's a hoe. Like, he hits on me while I'm with this person. I'm straight, y'all, so I'm going to use he. Mm-hmm. If you're not straight, you can change that up, however that needs to be changed. But at the end of the day, my expectations are off. So also then my choices are off. So I'm choosing differently. How about this? Because this is the flip side of what you're saying with that self-fulfilling prophecy. What if I'm expecting a cheater, so I go picking and snooping Mm -hmm. and looking through things, and Mm -hmm. now my mind is going in all directions telling me this is happening when it's really not, Mm -hmm. and now I'm running people away Mm -hmm. because I'm breaking privacy and boundaries of that person. So it can go both ways. But I know there's been a lot of talk about women. Keep yourself together. Make sure you're looking right for your man. Go Mm. on date nights. Put those heels on, that lingerie. Mm. Make sure your hair is done. Don't be walking around with bonnets. There's a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way so that men don't step out of the relationship. Mm. I got a problem with that. Me too, especially because these men be looking like bald-headed gorillas. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) What? I just thought I... I'm just making sure Not y'all are listening. Man. I don't Not know. my Not man either. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, when you talk about the pressure on the woman to keep yourself up, is that same pressure placed on men? That you need nope. to make sure that hair is always cut. You need to make sure that belly gut is covered Ooh. instead of going to the beach with your, um, what you call those things, swimming trunks hanging down below that pot. Listen. Oh. Oh, Beer she, belly, pot belly, dead bod, pick one. I don't care. Who has a level of pettiness here? Who's oh, Lissandra is petty. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, thank I'm you. petty all the time. Thank you, Starkeisha. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, we I'm doing this today. I think I struggle with this idea that women have to keep themselves and, and look up or look, you know, the part because Beyonce got cheated on. Beyonce is like a standard for... The world. Like, I, I'm a big Beyonce fan. She is stunning. Mm-hmm. She's like natural. I love her. Mm-hmm. But she got cheated on, y'all. And I'm I don't think Jay-Z is attractive, but his money's attractive, right? I mean, but she got her own money. She does have her own money, but I'm just saying, like, he's not coming to the table with these looks. He's really not. And that goes back to your point of like men don't have to do the same thing. Right. So Beyonce got cheated on, y'all. Halle Berry got cheated on. Jada, we that's the Jada and Will are a whole nother that's topic whole of conversation. But that's it's not enough to say that women need to look the part in order to not get cheated on because it's happening anyways. Absolutely, because I don't personally, I don't think, and in my work as a therapist, I don't think cheating is ever about what a person looked like. It's more about what was going on. And that's the meat mm. of where we're going in this episode today. So um, I just, I just want to say, like, make quite clear what Shelby just said. Um, 
it doesn't really matter if you wear a bonnet five days a week when you come home and you put your hair up. Black women, you know we need to protect our hair. You know what I mean? Sorry. Um, you know we need to protect our hair. And so that bonnet, it serves a purpose. It's, I, you feel strongly about the bonnet. Sidebar. I mean, I don't want us in the store in the bonnet. I'm all the way against it. Just thought I'd throw that out there for free. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm against it. I just think it has its purpose and it's in the house. And so, but you, it's not about that. And you can't, I've also heard Shelby, if you really put it down, then your man ain't got to go out and get it. Mm. But I don't think you can put it down enough because you putting it down and him picking it up, he still go out there and pick her up. Or she going to go pick him up. Because if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. And it's not about your partner. Yep. I was just going to say that it has nothing to do with how much you're bringing to the table. Often, mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with that. But your partner got some issues they need to work through. And mm-hmm. you need to call that out. Or shoot, maybe we're talking to a cheater right now who's listening. Mm-hmm. And I hope you could hold yourself accountable to what we're talking about. So let's go definition. Let's mm-hmm. go definition. What is cheating? What does that mean? Cheating is getting your physical and emotional needs met outside of the relationship um, by engaging with people through text messages, inappropriate conversations, and or sex. I notice here on our little notes that we took, it says like secrecy is a necessary component. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that and I'm like, it's the typical component, but I don't think it's necessary, right? Because some of these people are out here cheating And you clearly know about it, but you stay. Some people out here cheating and you co-sign. Long as he keep paying my bills, long as she got my kids taken care of. I'm confused. I don't understand that language. That's not my language. I don't speak that language. It's about priorities. I guess. Right? Like if I feel like I have shelter or there's safety or my baby, whatever it is, my self-worth can go down the drain. I respect myself. How others respect me matters. I have, Who knows? I have a question. Yes. And let me just start it off with a song. I just want to be petty all the time. Do you think that... um Y'all could just leave a comment and <laughs> let us know if you appreciate her singing or if it's forget. bothersome. I'd love to know. I want to know feedback. So leave comments. Go ahead. Do you think that Melania Trump gives a dang who Trump sleeps with? I don't want to speak for that woman. I'm just saying, like, I don't think when she met him, she was like, ooh, he is all that in five bags of chips. I think it was like air, money, one and done. I just got to sleep with him. Yeah, status, mm-hmm. money. And so when we talk about secrecy, I don't think he would be keeping secrets. I think it is wide open. And so I I was like, I didn't read that part because I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I thought you did, and I was ready to argue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> but, you know, you, you brought up a point. There's that, those sexual affairs, mm-hmm. but there's an emotional affair too. I think a lot of people think cheating is just the physical, mm-hmm. but y'all... Are you texting people that you know your spouse is not a fan of? Mm-hmm. Are you doing that when they're not around? Um, are you are you doing it inappropriate? Like the amount of time that you're spending with this person via text or messaging or, or face whatever that is. If your other partner is not comfortable with it, 
you're probably stepping outside of that relationship. Let me push. Let me push that a Go little ahead. hard. I'm gonna push back. I know I'm what you're about push to say. farther. Like, even if your partner is cool with you texting Tony, I don't know who Tony is. This name popped up in my head. Um, but I don't need to, as Lysandra, keep texting Tony every time I have an issue. Because what I'm doing is I'm forging an emotional connection and Tony is starting to meet my needs and not Tyrone. And Tyrone needs to meet my needs. And he's not meeting my needs because I'm strictly, y'all know what that means, because I'm straight, straight, cisgendered, all the things I think is cisgender, correct? Don't get me together. I just want to make sure I'm using the language. It changes a lot. I don't know where you're going with it. But all I'm saying is, oh, Shelby, get on my nerves. She know where I'm going. So at the end of the day... I can talk to Shelby all day about my issues. I'm not about to form a sexual attraction to Shelby that's going to pull me into a relationship that's an affair. Mm. And so you have to have enough. Like, you you can think that won't happen to me. I talk to so many people who are confused at, I don't know how I got here. That was just my friend, Tony. Me and Tony been hanging. You and Tony formed a bond. And that bond, you drop those, um, not inhibitions, that too, but that there's a there's a wall, sort of, mm-hmm. that just comes down. I know that makes no sense. Um, but it comes down, and now we have a connection we shouldn't have. But now a wall has been built up with Tyrone. Correct. Because Tony is meeting all my needs. And so it's a lie. Just don't lie to yourself. Hear Lysandra today on the date of this podcast whenever it airs. Do not. Lie to yourself and think you're strong enough to not fall for that. Absolutely. I agree. I love the analogy of the walls. Like if you pull the wall down here, it's going to put it up with your spouse, your mm-hmm. partner, who, whoever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important for our listeners to kind of visualize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about open relationships real quick? Sure. Because there's monogamy. You have your one partner and this is who you're committed to. But a lot of people throw out this uh, like polyamorous relationship, open relationship type thing, like it's a game or it's something to be uh, coveted. It's really about like where you stand and what your standards are in relationships. Are you- I don't think it's a negative thing whatsoever, but there's standards within these open relationships that we need to to talk about and discuss. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Lysandra? I'm sorry. Are you equating a polyamorous relationship with an open relationship because I I, I want to dis- make a distinction because there are people that are in polyamorous relationships and they are only in it with these four people. Like it's Correct. still closed Correct. to them only. Correct. So I put it out there like open or polyamorous because people will use the term mm-hmm. like, oh, we want to be in a poly relationship mm-hmm. and not understand that that still has its own boundaries, mm-hmm. right? So I'm kind of looking at what the culture is throwing at us mm-hmm. and using that as an example. So okay. those are very different things. Mm-hmm. But even in open relationships, again, there's rules, there's boundaries. For example, if your partner is cool with you having sex with other people, they might say you have to use protection. That is a standard for me. Or I might need, I need to know the name of that person, Right. right. Like they are they're allowed to have those rules and discussions. The whole point of the open relationship is there's open communication between you and your partner or mm-hmm. partners mm-hmm. about what the deal is. Right. There's no secrecy around I'm sleeping with this person outside of your knowledge. Right. Because because if you step outside the rules or the agreed upon whatever, you're cheating. Lysandra, I see this quite a bit. I don't know if you see this in your therapy room or with 
family, friends, church, whoever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I see a lot of men wanting open relationships based on, like, sex and, and the desire to have more sexual intimacy with people. And then the moment the woman wants a more open relationship, they're hurt. Do you see that or am I making this up? I think there is this misconception okay. that women aren't sexual. And it's everywhere. And so even in this, it's like men can cheat all day and baby, just forgive me. Yep. Let that woman cheat. He is ready to pull his eyebrows out. <laughs> like whatever. Like it's crazy. So, mm-hmm. so anyway. do not throw out open relationship or polyamory or whatever just because it's the cool thing to do to get your needs met in the moment. Right. There's there's commitment and discussion around that, right? Yep. So obviously cheating shouldn't be a normal thing. Uh, we should have standards around that. But people cheat for different reasons. Yep. Why are they out here cheating? Come on, therapist. Come on. Well, one of the first things that we see is that people use it as a coping mechanism. They use cheating like they use gambling, like they use drugs, like they use alcohol, like they Mm. use shopping. So it is the thing that keeps me distracted. It is the thing that I use to not focus on my issue. There's a void, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's a hole there and they're just filling this up. Um, Another one I see is just the family pattern, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Woo! Oftentimes, it's mom and dad didn't have the self-respect to put boundaries around their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it's normal to see men or women come in and out of the home doing whatever they want to with me or or with mom and dad. And so I'm going to let it happen with me. Mm -hmm. It's normal, right? It got to normalize and then we internalize what's Mm -hmm. okay and what's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to delve a little bit in this part because... Mm -hmm. A lot of the work that I do with people, whether they're the cheater or the cheaty, is that even <laughs> the cheaty? I like it. Let's make that the cheeto. Let's okay. do that. The okay. Cheeto. So, um, not the cheeto. Sure, that's that's but corny. She didn't catch it the first time because it was corny. Um, you love it. Um, okay. So here's where my therapy hat comes in because. I am very much, Shelby will tell me, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little far removed um, from grad school. And so Shelby will say, you're this type, this is your theoretical background, because I can't call it anymore. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just do therapy now. Um, <laughs> but I very much believe in tracing the family. I want to know what did, what did things look like. And so if you were to have a session with Lysandra, and this is why you're coming in, we're going to talk about your childhood home. We're going to talk about um, the experiences you had with your parents, if you knew or not, if your parents had infidelity in their relationship. And if they did, how was that handled? Um, Did they stay? Did they leave? How did they talk about it? Because a lot of times uh, um, people that I've talked to have stayed because, like, Everybody cheated. Did dad cheat and uncles cheat and cousins cheat and brothers cheat? Like all the men cheated? Like what did it look like? And so as a female, did the females just stay faithful and never leave? So when your man cheats on you, the expectation was there that he would. And then the other expectation is that you'll stay. Like you don't even have an option. Your brain doesn't even say, I don't have to stay here. I agree with all of that. I think you're right on point. Outside of just what they 
physically have modeled for you, mm-hmm. you got to talk about that like emotional connection piece you mm-hmm. have with your family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of families that are out here broken, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no emotional um, backing, support, deep connection, obligation to one another, commit all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so when you go out and get into a relationship, oftentimes that emotional disconnection allows you to go out and cheat and not respect the person you're with because mm-hmm. Why should I be committed to anybody else emotionally? I'm not even really connected to myself. Come on now. Now, now go on and tap that. Tap oh harder. Gosh, I hate when she pressures me like this because I don't have much <laughs> else to say. You could dig and I'll piggyback. But 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 there's a lot of truth to that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're not connected uh, to other people, especially in your upbringing and it's not modeled for you, how do you know what's even happening for yourself? So then we get to the voids mm-hmm. of like what's not being fulfilled in you that you feel you need to go out and get sex or emotional connection from other people you're not you're not serving it for you right because i don't think of me i, I you know so many so many are numb they're emotionally numb or emotionally detached so i go and i choose a partner who is emotionally numb or emotionally detached. Y'all don't know this. It's not like it's an interview question and you wouldn't even know how to answer it. Somebody would say, are you emotionally attached? And you would go, absolutely. (laughs) But when you come talk to us, we're going to narrow in quite quickly whether or not you're emotionally connected to self. Because if you're not emotionally connected to self, then you certainly cannot connect to your partner over there. So when your partner is crying and expressing their need, you're looking at them like they're crazy. It feels a little overwhelming overwhelming for you, you know what, I'm going to go over here with Susie because Susie don't bring all that pressure. I can just go hit it and quit it. And that person, your partner wasn't being too much. Mm -mm. You just weren't being enough for yourself to start with, right? So there, oh, y'all, just come to therapy. Come on into therapy because we got so much work to do with all y'all cheaters and Cheetos. That's how we're going to do it. We're not going to use Cheetos. (laughs) Okay, a very basic reason why people cheat. They do it because they can. Mm-hmm. I want to, so mm-hmm. I do it. Yeah. That goes back to like not being connected with yourself, the mm-hmm. emotional uh, detachment that Lysandra was referring to. So I do it because I could bust down boundaries. I don't need to respect anybody. I'm sorry. That was funny. Bust down anybody. I knew you were going to say I that. Just... <laughs> I can't I'm even just be myself. Be yourself. <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Cheers, mm-hmm. she goes. Next, next point. Be myself. Um, another reason people um cheat is is some mental health disorders. Um, you know, people think lay people, Shelby. I'm talking about y'all listeners. Mm-hmm. Lay people really think they understand these mental illnesses, and so they're like, "Oh my gosh, she has such an attitude problem. She has bipolar disorder, I know. or mm-hmm. she's so evil. She must have this." And they are always so off. So, um. Uh, depression don't kill people. Well, it does. And so when you just just stop speaking, because y'all don't know, and we we just <laughs> we just shake our head. But anyway, so a mental health disorder such as depression or bipolar disorder, um, I might cheat on you if I'm depressed because I'm trying to feel something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to connect, and I just feel nothing. But chances are also almost more likely that you won't cheat because you're depressed because you don't have any sexual drive, but your partner may cheat on you through that depression. But Lord have mercy, let me have bipolar disorder. Well, now I'm manic. That impulse control. I was just going to say impulsivity all day. Impulsivity all day. I don't even want him. I think he like a tree monster. But the symptoms of the bipolar disorder are out of whack and I'm acting out of character. So sometimes you want to also look at 
the character of of your partner. Yeah. Um, you want to look at the character of your partner because sometimes we're acting out of character. And you want to, you know, we, we quick, especially me. You, you all right? Because if you're not all right, we're about to have a problem. But you also want to make sure that they really are all right. Um, and when there is a character difference, it can even... It's not always mental health. Sometimes it's very much a physical health problem, like mm-hmm. something happening in the brain. Sometimes it's tumors that really shift how a person acts. So, I, you know, I'm I'm quick. If you you are totally doing, you've turned and done a 180, I, I might send you in to, to see your doctor for a workup because something is wrong. We don't just utterly shift on a dime like that. Absolutely. I mean, there is the shifting with bipolar disorder. We don't need to go into Mm -hmm. all of the the details of it, but these are mood disorders for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? Even trauma can cause you to to act out in these ways that you might not fully comprehend. And Mm -hmm. that's why we always push you to seek support if you find yourself in either one of these situations, being the cheater or the cheated or any of that, cheated on. Let me let me pick up on trauma. So say I was sexually assaulted. Oh, mm-hmm. we just talked about that. Oh, please go back and refer to our, our other episodes on sexual assault. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, but if I was or I was molested as a child and I'm in this relationship, sometimes, sometimes when that wound isn't healed and not dealt with, I'm cheating because I have control over my body. Because mm. other people took control over me. And this is how I think I'm in control. I can gain it back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I get to decide who I give my body to and when I give my body. Um, and so all of these things, um, I, I, yeah, I guess we are. Every week we're doing a commercial on therapy. Okay. Um, what's another one, Shelby? Excuses. Again, we've talked about the bonnet. Mm-hmm. You don't keep up with yourself. You, you, you don't dress yourself up. You're not a Barbie anymore. Why are you looking chunky? Why did you gain that weight? All excuses as to why you can't emotionally uh, uh, soothe yourself mm-hmm. and control it. Mm-hmm. Figure it out with your partner. Do the work. Relationships are hard. That's not new for anybody. Uh, but like, don't, don't disrespect your partner. You're just looking for excuses, and I'm not a fan of it. Do the work. I just want to co-sign that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The next one. Sex addiction. Before she even keep going, 99% of y'all do not fit this. <laughs> do not. But y'all going to be like, this sex addict, this sex addict. It is not a huge, big, most people are not sex addicts. Continue, Shelly. Yeah, it, it really does take a, a lot of different symptoms for you to even get this diagnosis. Some people even argue that it's not a real diagnosis or thing. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to point out some things we would be looking for mm-hmm. um, if you were a sex addict, for example. So this, we're going to be talking about um, compulsive like sexual behaviors and thoughts, um, your inability to stop or control the behavior. Like you really can't stop. Maybe you feel bad about it, but you can't stop it. So mm-hmm. that that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you feel guilty about it. You're trying to hide it and cover it up. Not cover it up because um, you don't want your partner to know, but like, just like, I I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I continue to do this, mm-hmm. even if it feels good, even if I'm doing it on the daily base. Um, significant impact on daily life. Am I going out and meeting with a man or a woman during my lunch break? I'm coming back late. It's affecting my work environment. And then lastly, there's consequences, but the consequences don't matter. Your wife done left you or your husband done left you because of the sex that, that you're participating in, and, it, and you're continuing on in these patterns. Mm-hmm. These are really serious issues. It's not that your man keep cheating with the same woman multiple times a week 
Um, and he don't feel no type of way about it. That mm-hmm. You're not a sex addict. You're just a cheater, mm-hmm. and you suck. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, but there's something to be said, and Shelby, you're right. Like, so even understand that in the field, everybody doesn't agree here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who like, I like sex, I must be an addict. Um, you also may like to have a shot of tequila, you might like to have a glass of wine, or you may like to have margaritas with your girlfriend. That doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. It doesn't mean you have an alcohol addiction, and it doesn't mean, you know, so we can't just throw addiction out there um, as if it's not a very real thing. Mm -hmm. So with all the labels, one thing we want y'all to do, we're hoping that we're getting across week um, after week in these podcasts is, is, is please please stop trying to label because I promise y'all I, I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna stop right there. Y'all don't know. I'm just saying. So chances are extremely high that you're not a sex addict. Probably. I want to keep us moving keep because going. we need to talk about the impact, right? We talked about the cheaters yep. and why they're showing up the way mm-hmm. they are, but what is the impact on these people being cheated? Well, how is that influencing self-esteem and the trust and all that in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start right there. You just said it, the lack of trust. Mm. And it's not just the lack of trust for the person that has been cheated on. Because mm. the cheater is cheating, they don't trust either because they know what they're doing. So because I'm out here cheating, I don't trust you. What you doing? What you doing that I don't make know it, about? Make it make sense. Because it doesn't. <laughs> what? That's I've seen that so much. A lot of times I see couples come in and it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm worried that he's out here doing And I'm looking at that person like, all right, well, then break down to me what's happening. So th- mm-hmm. that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes down to that lack of trust, both with, within and without of the relationship, um, I do think we have to, we kind of have to talk about this idea that I want to put a tracker on you. Mm-hmm. I want to share your location so I know exactly where you're at. I've seen that so many times, mm-hmm. and it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I understand it. Right? Let me look through your phone. Oh. And then the problem is sometimes the cheater doesn't want to share mm-hmm. that information. So, so how do we navigate that as therapists, as friends? How do we work through this idea that I want to track you? Um, I, I think that tracking your partner, if you talk to me in my office, I think that tracking your partner is a false sense of security. You think as long Mm -hmm. as I know where they are, they're not cheating. But the real reality is, um, that's not trust. Trust says, I believe you and I don't know where you are. I believe you and I can't trace you. Can I take that a step further? I'm about to have a deep Shelby moment. So prepare yourself. It's... For me, it's more about you don't trust yourself to make the right move if you find out they cheated again. Mm, right? Talk about it, girl. So if I don't have enough self-confidence or self-esteem, I'm going to track you down, make sure I know your location, all of those things. Because if you cheated again and I was hurt, I don't know if I stand up for myself and right. set a boundary and leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, a pro- like, that's a problem, y'all. You know, mm-hmm. that's my favorite phrase. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So focus on yourself and trusting that you can do good for you without your partner having to mess up again. Because mm-hmm. that's what you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go back to that self-esteem. Always. Are you going to choose you? You got to choose you. Every time. Um, but who did you cheat on me with? Does that matter at all, Lissandra? You cheated on me with a family member a coworker, how does that impact the trust? Girl, I think it matters because, like, say you cheated with my sister. Dirty. That's so dirty. 
Or you cheated with a coworker. Now, every time you go to work, I don't trust you. You tell me you're at work, but I think you're screwing. I don't think you're in there in the business meeting. You have to stay late. I've had to stay late. But now I don't believe when you're staying late, I think you somewhere. And so many times, you know, women have guts. Hmm. And when that gut is speaking, yeah. women, 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 trust your gut. Every time. But Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about that? Sorry, sorry. Trust your gut, but also know when you're reacting out of the trauma of being that, cheated. That part. Right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it'd be like, oh, my gut. Was, was that your gut or was that your trauma? Right. And there is a Ooh, difference. Oh, absolutely. You do. Oh, I love you, Shelby, because you do have to know the difference between. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, we sound like we about to be on the trail with you. And then as soon as you join us, we dip off. And then you like, wait a minute! I thought we, I thought I knew where we were going. So you know, it's fun in our office. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a thing. So now you have these broken connections, these insecurities. What ends up happening about my belief in myself and belief in other people? Mm-hmm. Let's say boyfriend of fifteen years ago cheated on me. How does that influence how I connect with the next person moving forward? Well. Now I'm expecting people to cheat. And was the boy, how old am I? Because was the boyfriend 15 years ago when I was 15? Mm-hmm. Was it when I was 21? When I, was it when I was 45? So the more established I am, the first time that hits me um, may differentiate the level of trauma. If you're my very first love and you cheat on me during my formative love years... I'm thinking men are cheaters. And God forbid my daddy or my uncle or my granddaddy was a cheater too. Mm. It's 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 done. Cheating is normal. And so now I I I start to think I'm not worth it. And when I have this conversation with clients, everybody everybody comes in my office and says, I love myself. My self-esteem is really high. I love me. I it love sounds me. good. It sounds and it good. sounds good, but when I start pressing, it's not the truth. And so now I have to help you see how you're not loving yourself, how this isn't actually serving you at all, and how the impact of being cheated on or watching your dad cheat on your mom or watching your mom cheat on your dad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or grandma and grandpa, and on and on and on, you turn this into a very normal thing. And so how the impact of infidelity, say it didn't happen with you, mm-hmm. your parents' infidelity or your grandparents' infidelity left you not trusting that you could have a relationship without it, that you could never expect, you could not expect it. So even though at the top of the um of the of the show we were talking and I was like, I've never been cheated on that I know about, I don't expect to be cheated on. Ooh. I don't even expect to be cheated on. That don't mean I won't deal with it if it happens and, you know, I'm violent. But I don't even expect (laughs) it. Right. You know, you said something and and it rang a bell for me. This idea of, like, if your parents were doing the cheating or what have you, even if you did not know about the infidelity, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about the family, the deep family work we do. It comes out in ways that Mm -hmm. it's going to impact you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we didn't know that mom and dad cheated while that's going on. But if you watch your mom mistrust your dad all the time or daddy's looking through mom's phone, Mm -hmm. you naturally have this inside you growing up that you cannot trust a partner. And you don't even know the infidelity went on. So how does that impact, impact your children if you have children with your partner? Right? Address it, call it out for what it is, and heal up because everybody's going to be impacted. So what I just heard you say mm-hmm. was learn behaviors. Learn so behaviors. So I didn't see cheating. 
Right. But I saw the learned behaviors. I saw how my mom or dad reacted, engaged and with each other and around them. And now I've picked that up. So we don't trust because mama taught me not to trust or daddy taught me not to trust. And not because they cheated. The way they acted says, I don't trust anybody. And you also, if, if say mom was the cheater, mm-hmm. you ever meet a female that say, I don't get down with girls. I don't like females. I don't trust females. I have. That's that's a red flag for me. It's a huge red flag. Yep. Any and you mean like girlfriends, friends. Yeah. I just want to put it out there because... Mm-hmm. It might have been on a sexual level, but that's not you. What you were referring to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Like if you if you are that chick that says, "I don't get down with females," and you can't trust them, they're catty, they're this, they're that. I say, hmm, what did you see growing up? How did your mother engage with women? Because I'm not catty. I'm amazing. People want to be my friend. I don't want to be everybody's friend. Anyway, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you, but moving forward, um, I. Let's talk about the repair a little bit. Are you ready to go there? Yeah, let's talk about healing. You know, I wore a T-shirt to say today about healing just for you. Jesus plus therapy equals healing. I love it because we could have both. Go back and refer to that episode on the black church because we do talk a lot about that, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we do. But let's talk about it. First and foremost, you have to kind of figure out, like, why did the cheating occur? We talked about that earlier, so I don't think we need to reopen that. Mm -hmm. But my favorite question is, what opened the door for this trauma? What opened Mm -hmm. the door for this person to cheat? What do you usually come up with? What do you usually find when we ask that question? What opened up the door? door? Was it my stank attitude because I'm stressed? Oh, I didn't understand what you meant, Shelby. I was looking at a dead in her face, and I was dead in my face. So disrespectful. But sometimes it'd be, you know, my stank attitude. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing my partner away because I'm stressed out. Life Mm -hmm. isn't going the way it's supposed to. I'm not happy in general Mm -hmm. with myself. And now my partner's like, dang, I can't even emotionally connect to you because you're so detached from me. Mm -hmm. And then things happen. I'm not saying that cheating is your fault. But it opened the door for other things to go down. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Shelby used open the doors. I always say what was in the terrain of the relationship. Like, what mm. is out here? What kind of weeds have grown in this Love garden? Love that. Um, that are coming in and choking the flowers. Um, and some of the weeds bloom and they look pretty, so we think. Absolutely. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we see that. We we do see that. Shelby, if you don't heal, what who pays for that? Everybody. Everybody. Your Sometimes your friendships can pay. You just talked about the girlfriend thing. Mm-hmm. Your children will pay for that. You mm-hmm. will pay for it for sure, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not going to be able to emotionally connect to other and figure this out. You're not going to be able to do it. And I want you to feel secure in your relationships. I want you to enjoy your partners. But if you don't heal... You're going to constantly be questioning, is somebody, you know, worthy of you? Are you worthy of other? All of that. Right. Can I tell you what's not healing? What? Revenge. Mm. You can't go out and, I'm going to sleep with five people and get them back. You might get the herpes, but you... Not the herpes? The herpes. (laughs) You might get the herpes or the H, the I, and the V. But... The revenge is not going to help you heal. No, it's it actually going to cause more problems. Right, it's a false sense of security mm-hmm. around healing. So, if you're going to do that though, because you don't know any other coping until you get therapy, please go get tested. Mm-hmm. That's very important. People out here spreading everything. Mm-hmm. So, healing can start with leaving the relationship. You can choose that. Mm-hmm. You can. You because because if not, what way you you have to do work. 
here's the healing talk. You have to do work, period, no matter what. Um, whether you stay or whether you go, you still have the yep. same work to do. It's going to be work to restore that relationship, and it's going to be work to trust again in a new relationship. So either way it goes, here's some of the thoughts in your head. Was it me? Did I not do enough? Blah, blah, blah. Was I not putting it down? What did I say about that earlier? <laughs> Even if you weren't putting it down, then we, we're supposed to be... <clears throat> We're supposed to be making love. We're supposed to be in this together. We're supposed to be communicating and say, babe, you know, when you do it that way, that don't really satisfy me. Here's what go. I need. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to have these conversations. And so if we cannot, um, we think it was us and we think that that was something that we did and it wasn't. Can I just put a disclaimer out here? A lot of couples dealing with infidelity come to therapy and they think we're going to leave with our happily ever after. We're going to fix this mm -hmm. and we're going to be good. And I always tell my couples, the goal here is if this relationship works, mm -hmm. that's great. But I want two very healthy individuals, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes that means not staying together. Mm -hmm. And they will come up with that decision. We won't, as therapists, will not tell you what to do. Right. But we'll help you heal that inner part of yourself to decide what's best for you moving forward in your relationships. Yeah. So as we know, healing is a process. It takes work. It takes time. Can I just refer back to Beyonce real quick? Sure, go ahead. Y'all, Beyonce came out with a whole visual album a few years ago. And a lot of y'all will remember it was called Lemonade. It was beautiful. It was about, a lot of it was about Jay-Z, her husband, cheating on her. And she found out. And some of the words were just so um, incredible to me of what she used. She used the word intuition, which Lissandra talked about, that gut feeling, right? And she felt something was happening. Denial, anger, apathy, emptiness, loss, accountability, forgiveness, resurrection, and hope. Y'all, these are all words that describe kind of like what the journey of grief looks like. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you can get to hope eventually, whether that's by yourself or with your partner. But I hope that you guys were encouraged by our messaging today because mm -hmm. it's such a big topic and most people can relate to it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I totally hate Shelby that, um, y'all, we don't have time constraints, so we, we have way more to give you. We just can't give it to you. Um, however, I want you to know, like Shelby said, I'm just reiterating, healing from infidelity is a journey. Whether you do it in the relationship or outside mm -hmm. of the relationship, you still have that work to do. Um, and I want you to invest in yourself, love yourself enough to do that work. Coming to therapy doesn't mean that your marriage is going to last. Oh. Coming to therapy means you may open your eyes to, this really does not serve me. And so that, that's not our job. Our goal isn't to, again, we don't fix people. You all are not broken tires. We help you walk into healing. And sometimes that's together and sometimes it's really not. So. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.